It is your Classic Metal Show right here on the ClassicMetalShow.com from the Under Lock and Key release. That is The Hunter. And just before that, we heard uh, Scribble with Cursed. Yeah. Cursed! Yeah, did you like that? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I just find a, I, I, that kind of music, that, that for me is just more just kind of silly entertainment. Right. You know, it's just kind of like, uh, well, I'll listen to this. Kind of like what you were doing last night with all that silly uh, grabber by the pussy music and whatever the hell you were listening to. The Twinkie Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were just listening to some, we were drunk and we were just listening to some goofy shit. But, sure. You know, the Twinkie Man, that was some funny shit. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, last Friday. Yes. Well, let me let me back up here. Okay. On, on uh, Friday morning. You mm-hmm. you hit me up with an email. Yes. Because apparently somebody tipped you off to something that just happened the night before. Right. Uh-huh. How did this come about? Who who uh, who tipped you off on this uh, Facebook post, this, this angry, remember, outraged I, I, Facebook I, I, post? <laughs> I don't remember, and, I, and I'm not trying to, you know, divert from giving the proper credit, but literally... After the first one that I sent you, I must have got 20 more with the same story. <laughs> so funny. As soon as it, it posted a metal sludge. Sure. And I, this guy was ahead of the curve somehow before metal sludge. Like maybe he was at the show or something. Well, he was at the show according to his Facebook post. Yeah. So he sent one video, but then Stevie, I guess, picked it up and then everybody that listens to the show and participates sent me video of it <laughs> I, I i literal literal number 2025 20, people sent it to me all right into the fryer i get it yeah mm-hmm. i got it all right well i i didn't know anything about this aside from this facebook post and okay they they played docking played in michigan just outside of detroit there uh-huh. at some club or theater or something and i guess that it was kind of like a you know like a mitch kershevsky show right where he probably had two or three local bands sell tickets right and get to open the show mm-hmm. and then you know the headliner with Dokken. i'm assuming that's probably the setup and it's a thursday night of all things so you know this is i guess you would consider it a midweek show yeah, and a lot of people, the most working people that is, right, don't have time to go out to a show on a Thursday night unless it's something, you know, that that their friends are involved with, i.e. the local bands. I mean, right. I mean, it it's tough for normal working people who, you know, get up at six o'clock in the morning to be going out to a show, and as you and I both know. Mm-hmm. When you're in these club shows and they've got two or three local opening bands, the yeah. headliner doesn't even go on till like 11. Right. And, and I don't even show up until 1045. I mean, I mean, I show up early to support. Sure. <laughs> but, but, but regardless of that, most yeah. people aren't going to hang out till midnight or one o'clock and then get up and go to work at six. Right. Sure. A lot of people don't, you know, normal working you know, blue collar people who, who right. have normal jobs. It just, that's a tough, that's a tough thing to do for a lot of people. Right. Sure. And especially with a, an act such as a doc and that appeals to people in their mid eight middle ages. 
Yeah. We're not we're not talking about 18 to 25 year old kids here. We're talking about people who are in their 40s, maybe into their mid 50s. They're not going to yeah. hang out till midnight on yeah. a Thursday. Yeah. When they got to go to work in the morning. The only people that are at dockage shows are people that have to work the next morning or women that suck the dick of people that have to work the next morning. Right. And that's it. So anyway, they they were doing a they were doing a 3-day run. They they did a the obviously they did the show in Michigan at right. the, at this club. Then they played here in Chicago in St. Charles at the Arcadia Theater, which is a fairly good sized venue. They played with uh Winger Oh boy. Winger opened the well, you know, I got I'll tell you about that too. All right. And then they played then they played Saturday night at the Wisconsin Dells, which is kind of a a tourist location. Okay. In Wisconsin. So they did three three shows, you know, within the region and right. uh went home. Right. So again, I I don't know enough about this this venue that they played on Thursday. Mm-hmm. But just from what I read and heard and, you know, I talked to the guys, uh, it's it's a you know, it's a club. It's a it's a it's a it's a Mitch Kershevsky type situation where they got several bands to open up and then they have a headliner on a Thursday. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. So apparently uh, Don or, or the band or Dokken, as it were, mm-hmm. we're having some issues on stage. And we've covered this many times that when when they have to or when they uh, have to deal with the local sound guy or the local sure. club guy, they often run into problems because, you know, these guys are not professionals. They, they, they mix these local shows They They probably don't work with headliners and things. And and they know how to do the little they know how to do the little shows. But when it comes to a national act there's a little more involved or, you know, maybe a little more uh, experience required. Sure. Well, I got some audio here of the show. Okay. Uh, of, you know, the problems that they were having. And you could, <laughs> there is no doubt that, that every time Don walked to the stage, up to the front of the stage where the monitors were. Right. Just the feedback was just horrific. You could just hear it squealing. Right. And unless you've been on stage and here and those monitors are pointed right at you and you've got a live mic and mm-hmm. that that feedback, it's just ear piercing. Right. And it's just terrible. Let, let's take a listen to some of this. All right. Because this song's going to be tough to sing with a man. Oh, fucking feedback. Jesus Christ. You know, Don, you must have fucked somebody's girlfriend pretty bad. It must have been a sound guy in the 80s. That's what it is. It's just not I fucked his girlfriend. <laughs> well, I'm going to try to sing this song, and maybe there won't be too much feedback. No, nope, apparently there's going to be. I love you, too. Sorry, Matt. I apologize for this. We're working on it. Hang on. You know, thank you for being so patient with us. Because we love playing music for you people. It's just that tonight's very, very difficult. Nick would love to hear him, his vocals in his wig. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> every time we walk to the front of the stage, it's All right, no, I, I will ask Jackal's question because I kind of agree with Jackal in here. At this point, why doesn't Don hire a fucking sound? Well, guy? I'm going to get to that. 
that right. I'm actually going to get to that point. Okay, good. Because, oh. that, I mean, every show he's got to focus I'm, on. Well, I'm going to get to that. And and right. there was a long discussion. Don and I had a very long discussion about this whole thing. Okay. All right. And that's a good point because I am going to cover this. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, so as you can see, you know, they're having some problems. And um, you sent me over a post that some guy by the name of Will Von Linsau. Yes. Sent or posted on his Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a great packed beyond capacity night. The bands kicked ass. Throttle killed it big time. I guess that must be a local band or something. Throttle. Throttle. Here's what I have to say and get this off my chest. All right. The monitors mix all night was horrible. Okay. No one could hear themselves. Wow. Well, you know what? Unless you're a performer and have actually been on a stage where you're trying to hear, you know, the mix, there's nothing worse than a bad monitor mix. Right. Because you can't hear. I mean, if you've ever done karaoke, and I know you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they've got the little monitor speakers up there so you can hear the music when you're singing along to the words. Right. If you can't hear... You're like totally off. Yeah. So that monitor mix is important on the stage, but it can't be so loud that every time you get near it with your live mic, it Mm -hmm. feeds back at you and it just squeals. Right. You know, and I mean, it's like, it just like blows you backwards. I mean, it's just terrible. Mm -hmm. The the high pitch squeal. But anyway, uh, the monitor mix was all night was horrible. No one could hear themselves. Flash forward to Dokken. They played two songs and Don bitched about not hearing himself in the monitor. Okay, that's fair. Then he exclaims, quote, that's what happens when you have shitty opening bands. End of quote. That's pretty bad there. Well, and, and and I'll talk about that. Yeah. Well, here's what I have to say about that. And I was hot and I was on my way to the stage to punch him right in his fat fucking face. But I was stopped. Take it easy, big time. So you were going to you were going to walk up there and you were going to punch him in his face. Yeah. And, and I'm sure Don would have just took that. Yeah, right. After all, he did knock out somebody's mom. <laughs> That's true. He did punch somebody's mom out last night. Here in watch out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, hey Don Dawkins, fuck you. Hey, language, please. It's a family show. You egotistical, no singing piece of garbage. Well, I can see why you can't keep band members. What? I don't know. John's been with them for thirteen years. Mick's been with them for almost forty years. Chris has been with him for a little over a year and a half. God, has it already been that long? Yeah, it's been a year and a half. Yeah. Wow. So, and you need to reevaluate yourself and stop being a has been. Well, I guess it's better to be a has been than a never was right there. uh, Will. (laughs) By the way, you lost half your crowd after that statement. I don't believe that at all. Half the crowd left? That's what he says. Come on. Oh, and one last thing. The shitty bands that opened for you made it so you can get paid.
paid tonight. Okay. Don was, was Don Don was going to get paid regardless if the shitty bands paid sold tickets or not because that's in the contract. Well, I'm not going to I don't know these bands, so I don't know if they're shitty or not, but I do know this. That's the promoter's problem. That's my that's point. That, that's my point. Yeah, that that has nothing to do with Don. Don does believe me. And I'll, you know, forget Don. I'll just make a, a blanket statement as a fan. As a fan, I don't want to see any local bands either. Just give me the headliner at eight o'clock on a Thursday, right? Would if you could go and see a show? Forget docking. If you you like Metal Church, okay? sure, sure, Both absolutely. Like yep. You can go see Metal Church at eight o'clock on a Wednesday, or you can go see. Band that sold a lot of tickets, followed by band that sold a lot of tickets, followed by Metal Church. Metal Church going on at eleven. Which, to which, as a as a fan, which are you going? I'm going to go, go to the eight o'clock show. Yeah, because you don't give a fuck about the local bands, right? Let's be real. I'm going to be other than friends of the band. No one gives a fuck about the local opener. I'm going to be like Jackal in the chat room. Beer and piss break. Beer and piss break. Z. Beer and piss break. Dude, uh, uh, this, you know how you're always looking for a for a um uh, a valid reason to have Facebook and you always struggle that you can't find a valid reason to have Facebook? Yeah. I'm going to give you a valid reason to have Facebook. Okay. Our good friend Bill Peters, every night that there's a metal concert, he posts the set list times, the times that the bands are playing at mm -hmm. ahead of time. So you know what that does for me? If I'm going to the same show, it tells me when I can skip to. <laughs> exactly. It literally tells me, well, I don't like this band at 7, or I don't know who they are. Skip. I don't know this band at 8.30. Skip. All right, I can show up at 10.15. Right. And I can walk right in and see Metal Church. You know, and that's that's how it is. You know, no one wants to see... I, I get it that, you know, the only way bands grow and develop or whatever is if they don't, uh, you know, if they if they get out in front of these bands or whatever. But who cares? As a fan, I don't care. As a fan, you got to find me. I don't want to fucking stumble into you. I just want to see the fucking show and be home by 9 o'clock. I'm old. <laughs> Sorry. Suck my dick if that's not good enough. Right. Tony says... Um... Now take your money that we earned for you yeah. and go get a life, you poor excuse for a decent person and musician. Wow. <laughs> That's a statement. Yeah. All right. So I was not aware of the audio or anything. All I got was this Facebook post. Right. You sent it to me on Friday morning. Mm-hmm. And so... Later in the week, I, I heard this statement. So here's the actual statement Don made from the stage. Right. You got a bunch of fucking shit bands up here before we play. <laughs> All right. Oops. All right. 
I didn't. I didn't actually. Obviously, I didn't see the show. I didn't hear that audio. So, yeah. so all I had was this Facebook post that you had sent me Friday. Sure. So they were here last Friday evening. I drove out to St. Charles, uh, hooked up with them, and I was in the hotel bar. And John and Chris and and Mick all came down. We were waiting for the van to take us to the venue. And right. so uh, so I said to uh, John, I said, I heard that there were some problems with the show last night. And John's statement to me, and you know how jo- how nice John is. Don will say it. John is usually like, yeah, you know, there was some things, but we made it work. You know, that's Don. That's John usually. No, this is what John said verbatim. Okay. That was the absolute worst show I have played in my entire career, and that includes my high school bands. <laughs> he said it was absolutely fucking horrible. Jesus. Hail and kill call you're on the air. Hey, it's Big E from Detroit. Hey, what's up, Big E? Were you at the show? I sure fucking was. Oh, well, that's great. I like to have a guy who was on the ground. So tell us your viewpoint of what happened. So I want to I want to start by saying this is the first time I've ever seen Dawkin in my life. Okay. And so I was like geek to go and see them. And, you know, just like Chris said, you show up when Dawkin goes on the stage. And we sure as shit did. We showed up. We got out there. They came out. And there was tons of feedback. And John did not do himself a favor by making that statement. Well, and I agree, and I and I and I'll, and, and I'll address that in a minute. I'll tell you about okay. the conversation I had. But anyway, did did he lose half the crowd when yes. he said that? Oh my God! We when we got there, we had to fight to get to the middle of the room to see anything. After he made that statement, I turned around. And I swear to God, the place literally was just about half empty. <laughs> really? Were, he really, he really pissed off a lot of people when he said that. I was like, oh, damn, he didn't just say that, did he? What, what time? people were what, screaming and yelling. What, what time did they go on stage? Uh, 10.30. 10, eh, maybe 10 minutes late, because I said to, to my lady, Chris, I was like, oh, they're a few minutes late. And so maybe they went out at 1040, something like that. All right, that, but so not almost 11 o'clock on a Thursday night. It's getting it's getting towards that, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, a lot of people, you know, normal working class people, they can't stay out till midnight and get yeah. up and go to work at 6 or 7 in the morning on a Thursday. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. There's, there's something to that, you know. For me, it was like I've never seen Dokken. They're here in town. This is a one-time thing. In the middle of the week, I'm going, and uh, it was, it was, the bummer was is that I really fell for Don in the sense that I could tell. He could not hear what he was singing. None of the guys could, and so that has got to be super difficult. I can totally, you know, sympathize. Yeah. However, who gets the shaft? Me, as a fan. I get fucked. I pay my money. I see a crappy show. Everybody's pissed off. And I'm like, this is my first time seeing Dawkins. Eh, it wasn't that good. <laughs> and I and I don't blame you. And believe me, I, there there's more to the story. So if you hang out and and you know continue listen to the show, I'll I'll tell you about the conversation I had about this particular show. I will. And I want to say I want to say one more thing because Chris brought it up, and it was 
super coincidence. I saw Metal Church at the very same venue about, oh, I don't know, a couple months ago. They were amazing. Yes, they are. And the sound are. was awesome. They were fantastic. Uh, what's his name? The new singer? He's not he, the new singer. He's, he's not the new singer. I'm sorry. Yes, my, he's not the cow. new singer. The returning. Yes, he can sing. He is. He's, he's absolutely amazing. Oh, insanely good singer. So, and uh, the one other thing about the Dawkins show was the who's the drummer? What's his Mick name? Mick Brown. He he was a saint. He kept Don in line as best he could because Don threatened to like quit and he was like i'm not singing any more songs until this is fucking fixed <laughs> and and the drummer was like come on let's play one more song let's keep going you know he was really good about keeping the show on track and moving things forward so my hat's off to that guy uh he was he was he kept he kept uh he kept the show going sure yeah so <laughs> I, I appreciated that all right cool well, it's nice to hear okay. from somebody who was actually there. Yes, I was there. <laughs> it, was, it was a bummer. Uh, it was nice to see the band and everything, and but it would the sound could have been a lot better. There was feedback coming from the speakers itself, yeah, as well during the show, which is I'm sure a, a function of the monitor uh, situation. Well, it feeds out of the monitor, then it goes into the mic, and then it goes out through the speakers, yeah. and then back into the monitor and back to the mic. So, a kind of a loop. Yeah. And it just blows you off the stage when that happens. Yep. You know, and he was he was singing like sort of half volume because he couldn't really tell how loud he was. And and I got more to cover about that too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you know, he he did this off a few people. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Biggie. All right, Alan Kill. Alan Kill. Alan Kill. All right, there's our buddy Big E. There you go. All right. Well, anyway, so so we were in the bar waiting for the for the van, and mm-hmm. so John is as nice of a guy as he is, and as Chris just said, this guy this guy wouldn't say shit if he had a mouthful of it. Yeah. I mean that that's how that's how nice and cordial John always is. Yeah. But he was just like worst show I've ever played ever. <laughs> In my career. Jeez. And so I said, yeah, I heard about it. I said, I read, you know, I read something about it on the, you know, Facebook and whatnot. And he goes, yeah, it was just terrible. He says, we couldn't hear anything. He said, there was no, no, nothing in the monitors. He said, we were basically playing blind and not the song. (laughs) So, you know. Chris, Chris McCarville and, and, uh, Mick all agreed. They were just like, yeah, we tried to make the best of it. We could, but it was just, it was just terrible. And so I said to John, I said, did Don say this is what happens when you have shitty opening bands? And he goes, yeah, he did say that. He goes, why would he say that? I said, I don't know. I wasn't there. So, so he goes, yeah, he said that pissed some people off and people were not happy. He said, you know, he said it was just a bad night overall. Okay. So I said, well, you know, obviously I hadn't talked to Don about it yet. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Don came down. We went to the venue. Uh, Winger was playing. Okay. Now, I've never been a huge Winger fan. Sure. Okay. But I got to give 
respect to Kip and, you know, the rest of the guys were at Beach and all those guys in Winger. Those guys, even though they don't tour consistently and play consistently, yeah, they are a very, very tight unit. Well, they're world-class musicians. Well, they are. They definitely. Oh, I mean, they they really, really are. They I mean, really are, and and I'm not saying that in a facetious way. They really are. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, what's his name? Rod Morgenstern. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's regarded as a world class drummer, and Reb Reb is obviously a pretty amazing guitar player in his own right, and. And I mean, even Kip. I mean, he was a good enough bass player to play with Alice for how many years? Sure. Well, Reb Reb played with Alice too. That's Kip yeah. and and yeah. Reb played with Alice. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, um, Reb has never been unemployed. That's true. You know, he always stays in bands, and he's always the feature guitar. Well, he wasn't the feature guitarist in White Snake, was he? He was the rhythm guy. Well, he played. You know, obviously, he and Doug Doug Aldrich played. Yeah, switch. You know, so they were the twin guitar attack in in White Snake, and of course, right. Reb is still in White Snake, right? And then he, of course, he played with Dokken for for a while. Yeah, but they were absolutely amazing. Sure, I got sure. to catch the last couple of songs, and they were just on the top of their game. I mean, it was just amazing. Oh. You know, again, not I've never been a big fan, but but listening to those guys and watching them play, they were just f- fantastic. Okay, cool. So I got to take my hat off to them. And you know, when we were down in the dressing room, you know, uh, Reb came down and and Kip came down, and we all kind of just chit chatted a little bit and stuff, and just friendly guys, just nice, right? Real friendly guys. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, um, Doc and played. Uh, our, our friend, uh, Tim Bedore, <laughs> he yeah. took a picture of the stage. You could see me off in the corner. I was kind of like off the corner and he yeah. posted on my, on my Twitter. It's just like, can you spot Waldo? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which was kind of funny. Yeah, that's funny. But anyway, after the show, I was talking to Don and I said, what happened last night? I said, I heard that you said, um, you know, this is what happens when you have shitty bands opening for, I said, did you say that? And he goes, well, yeah, I said that, but that's not really what I meant. He says, I, I wish I hadn't said that. And now this was before the internet firestorm, mind you, this was only 24 hours later. Right. So he said, that's not really what I meant. What I meant to say is this is what happens when they set the stage up for opening acts. Right. But, but I, he, cause I, I misspoke. He said it was the wrong thing to say. I wish I hadn't said that. It was, it was a bad choice of words. What I was trying to say is this is what happens when they set the, the stage or the sound up for local or opening acts. Okay. He says, I, I didn't mean any disrespect toward the opening bands per se. But but it was obviously they obviously did not set it up for us. Yeah, they really really should have just kept his mouth shut. Well, true, I, I get it, just, but but the fr- just killed the sound guy. Well, I agree, I agree, <laughs> and and he was and he was regretful. He was just like, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. That was just a bad choice of words. But I was just after the second song, it was just like, oh no, here we go again. Right, you know, with the bad sound. Well, where's his crack management team with the apology to love? Never mind. 
<laughs> so we got into a whole discussion about the sound. I said, Don, I said, this has been going on way too long. It's like every other show that you do, you're getting feedback. You, you know, the, the sound, the mix isn't right. I said, I've been with you so many times over the last few years that you get to a, a small venue or, you know, and, and you got to rely on the local sound guy. Yeah. Well, he said, I would bring my own guy, but everybody's always busy. You know, they've got tours. He says, we do these fly-ins on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's it's tough to find a guy who's available to work every weekend or every other weekend because they don't do it every single weekend. Right. And any competent sound guy is he's working. Out, right. He's out on tour. Yeah, they're working. Okay. Right. So finding somebody who can just pick up and fly with them for a couple of shows a week isn't the easiest thing. Right. And plus, you know, if, if he could, he said, you know, I would love to and, and see, he says, you know, Warrant travels with their own sound guy. Winger brought their own sound guy. Everybody's got their own sound guy. He says, but, you know, I've wanted to bring a sound guy. I bring Frank out who, you know, mixes sound mm-hmm. for like, uh, accept. Yeah. And sure. people like that. But Frank is working. Sure. When, when Frank is on the board, everything's fine. But well, Frank isn't always available. He works with Kingdom Come. He works with uh, Udo. He works with Accept. He works with several, you know, different people. Right. And and it's, you know, it's it's ha- having somebody who's available, you mm-hmm. know, on their schedule to go with them. There's got to be somebody, though, if, if Warrant has a guy. Well, here's the thing. Well, see, Warrant plays off more often than Dokken does. Do they? Yeah, they do. Okay. But but here's the thing. So so this what was it? Sunday. This past Sunday, Don and I were texting back and forth and he thinks he found a guy who lives in Las Vegas. Okay. He didn't tell me who the guy was, but he thinks that uh he's bringing this guy out with so is, the- um, his name's not the Snake Man, is it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> Great. But- uh, hey, Neely, I'd like you to be Victor. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the case, but but he said he says he's had enough of this. He said they you know they're they're getting more and more offers to play, right? So he's got a guy who's kind of agreed to uh, travel with them, okay, and and mix their shows when they do play because they do the whole fly-in thing. You know they don't do the whole yeah. bus thing anymore, and you know it, it makes no sense to because we were just talking to Big E. You know nobody's going to go out to a show on a Thursday, right? You know, that's that's a tough gig. So Fridays and Saturdays and maybe even Sundays, at, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you can get away with it. But for the most part, for these for these type of bands right. who still play, they're going to only play two or three shows a week. Right. And to find a guy who's available just for those two or three days, it's not that easy. Yeah. So so therein lies the problem. But. He he's apparently he's found a guy who's willing to, you know, or is available to do those two or three shows a week. Okay. So that's where it's at. So he's just like, you know, enough of this bullshit. It's like after that fiasco on Thursday, (laughs) right? It's just like, can't do it anymore. 
Right, exactly. And and with the internet and with YouTube and with, you know, in everybody with their cell phones and everybody putting posting a video within minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this is this can destroy anybody's career. Sure. You know, so it's oh fucking gay, you know. Mm-hmm. Whether it's your fault or not, you're the people on the stage, so it's your fault. Yeah, well, that's true. You know that's true. Of course. In the fan size. Of course. In the fan size, that's always true. Fucking ducking, man. Fuck them guys. <laughs> yes. Oh. That said, that said, though, Don, Don's really got to not knock the Lord. <laughs> Listen, he, believe God, me, he was yeah. very regretful. He was just like, I should have never said that. That was the wrong thing to say. He says, I, it's just, I just didn't need this. Yeah, I walk out there and my mic is feeding. Oh, and here's the other thing. Here's the yeah. other thing. You know, Don. Don is Don is sixty. He's gonna. He's sixty three. Okay. Right. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's not twenty five anymore. Right. So you know, when when he's on, he still can do some pretty good shows. But when he's right. when when he's pushing himself, you know, with the vocals and and just tears up the vo- vocal cords then he gets all that really raspiness you know right well a lot of these clubs when you're relying on the the sound guy the local sound guy yeah you know what a limiter is don't you yeah sure okay these these guys these clubs they they're saving their pa system by putting a limiter on Right. Well, mm-hmm. the limiter doesn't only limit your your speakers, it also limits your monitor. Okay. So when Don can't hear himself and the monitor is not, you know, where it should be to where he can monitor his vocals, he's got to push to right. hear. You know what I mean? He strains his vocals to sing louder. Right. When it's not necessary to do that because there's a limiter on. Right. Because they 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 play it in the in the safe, you know, they play it safe. Mm-hmm. So they're afraid they're going to blow their speaker, their PA system or their monitors. So they put it on a limiter. So right. when you put the limiter on, you start pushing harder than what you need to. And you're be- still not hearing yourself <laughs> because you can't hear yourself. And then you really don't hear yourself. All you hear is your own is your own voice echoing in your head. Exactly. So it's just like if anybody's ever sung karaoke in a loud bar and you can't hear yourself in the monitor, you start singing, trying to push louder. Right. And then you then you tear up your vocals. Mm-hmm. Well, that's another thing. That's that's the another benefit of having a sound guy is because he can take that limiter off. Right. And adjust that sound to where you can hear yourself as well as mix the sound in the in the PA. Right. But if you were, you're relying on a local guy who, where the manager is telling him, don't, don't allow that to go over so many decibels. You're going to yeah. blow my PA. <laughs> right. So it's just like you're, you're singing louder and louder, just trying to hear yourself. And when you can't hear yourself, you just, you know, blow your vocals out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, that's the, that's the long and the short of the business. Well, hopefully he gets it together because. Lord knows, I, I'm sick of hearing fans coming at me like I have something to do. <laughs> I know. Like, and believe me, I hear it too. It's just like, yeah. Like, yeah, but you're not on Facebook. They bring it to me that's, for you. That, of and course. Like, 
And it's like, you know what? I, I'm not. And, and plus, people still think I'm in the camp. So it's like, I'm not in the fucking camp. Sure. You know, it's like, I, I, I'm a fan, too, now. That's what I am. I'm, I'm on the outside. I'm on, <laughs> I'm the, on the inside. Looking outside. I'm on the outside. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but so. but but that's that's what happened. That's what I was told. You know, it just was a bad situation. Don regrets saying what he said. He didn't really mean the opening bands were shit. He was just meaning that the sound was set for the opening bands and the sound is now shit. Right. You know. Well, it's a bad it's a bad misspeak, but of course, of course the internet got hold of it. Of course. Yeah. So, so anyway, out of this uh they've they've made the decision that they've got to bring a sound guy with them. Uh, they definitely need that's a that's a very smart decision. Yeah. Cuz God knows. But it, but it wasn't because they didn't want to, it was just a matter of finding one. Right. Who's available to do those little fly-in shows. Right. So that's it. So for anybody who's interested, that's that's where <laughs> that's where it's at. Well, there you go. All right, I'm going to play one song. All right. This is for you. Okay. Um because you're you're standing on the outside. <laughs> yeah, pretty much am. <laughs> All right, here's from the Lightning Strikes again release. Here's Doc and was standing on the outside. We'll be back. One song, go get a drink. We'll be back. Here it is. It's Doc and exclusively here. On your classic metal show. <laughs> 